evening, everyone. Welcome to Signs, Wonders, and Miracles. And tonight, Pastor James is going to do some treasure hunting in Matthew 6, and we're going to do it with him. Welcome to the broadcast, Pastor James. Well, thank you, Dorothy. I'm glad to be here again. And I have uh, one of my members here. Her name is Rhonda Mayberry, and she will be helping me. And as I say, the word needs no private interpretation. I don't know how many times I have to tell people that. It interprets itself. We've been taught wrong for so long that we miss the treasures that is hidden in there for us to find. One of the things is, like God said, to ask, seek, and knock. But most people say, well, that means for everything. No. If you let the Bible interpret itself or explain itself, you'll locate what it says in the seventh chapter of Matthew about the ask, seek, and knock, and go over to uh, Luke, the 11th chapter, and it says the same thing, but at the end of it, it explains what you're asking, seeking, and knocking for. And that is for the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, to enter into you. And then the Holy Spirit, what he does, he opens you up to the truth. But you have to be able to hear what the Spirit is saying. You have to have your eyes open to what the scriptures were trying to reveal, but it's being hidden. So that's why we look for the keys to the kingdom. And the keys is another word for knowledge. And that's why it says, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. It talks about the Pharisees and Sadducees. They have the a understanding of how to operate in the word but they hide it for themselves and don't tell it to nobody else. In fact, the body said, Jesus said, he said, it makes uh, a person twofold the devil than they are. So the main thing is keep your ears open, listen to what the Spirit is saying, and let the Bible always explain or interpret itself. So we're going to be starting at the sixth chapter. I just want to say hello to uh, Rhonda. Hello. How you doing today? Good. That's good. Well, let's start off with prayer. My favorite scripture is Psalms 12, and the first two words, Lord, help. Because there's no way I can do this on my own. There's no way nobody else who can do it on their own. For us to understand the scriptures and what you've sent to us, we must, first of all, open our ears to hear open up our mind to receive, and make sure that we are obedient to what we hear and see in the word, that we're not supposed to add anything or subtract anything. Well, that means you, uh, words you're not supposed to change. Lord, you told us not to add anything or subtract anything. And, Father, I hope tonight that I'll give them an understanding of what you mean. For the Bible tells us, Wisdom is the principal thing, but with all you're getting, get an understanding. Father, I ask you to bless the people that's here listening today. I ask you to bless those getting ready to come on to the broadcast, that they'll have the ears to hear, because that's the main thing you kept saying over and over again, ears to hear. 
And, Father, I ask for those that are sick that they'll understand the word Mark, Mark, he called a son that I hide this second, Mark Pay, which means cure. That is the Hebrew word for cure, Mark Pay, S-L-M-A-R-P-A-Y. And it has a, a great meaning to that. That's the every word. That's what it says. Every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Well, every word means every Hebrew letter. And the more you understand the Hebrew letter, the more you understand the Hebrew numbers, you'll understand how God's kingdom, the kingdom of God, operates, or the kingdom of heaven operates. Because there's a difference between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven. All right. Let's go ahead and uh, turn over to Matthew, uh, the sixth chapter, starting with the first verse. Matthew, the sixth chapter, starting with the first verse. Okay. Uh, Rhonda, would you go ahead and read for us? Take heed that ye do not your arms before me to be seen of them. Otherwise, ye have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. Therefore, when you do it, thine arms, do not sound a trumpet before thee, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be that they may have the glory of men. Verily, I say unto you, they have their reward. But when, when thou doest alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth, that thy alms may be seen in secret, and the Father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly. Now let's look at that. Take heed or take, listen to the warning. Do not do your good deeds. That's what alms is, one of the words for alms. Good deeds before men. To be seen of them. Otherwise, you have your reward for your Father, which is in heaven. In other words, when you sit up there and do your good deeds for people to see that you're doing good deeds, or they pat you on the back and say, oh, you're a wonderful preacher, oh, you're a wonderful person, and you just sit there, oh, great, they, un- they recognize that I'm good and stuff. Listen, forget about that. When you do it, you're supposed to do it in secret. The person don't know. Like uh, one man I know, Gave another person some money, right? And they were wondering where that money come from. They said, I, I needed it real bad, and somebody left it in an envelope. And the, the guy who did it didn't say, well, it was me that did it to you. He said, hmm, you mean somebody? God had somebody to give it to you? He said, yeah, I just blessed that person. And that's when God picks up the blessing to give that person, the person who did it in secret, the blessing. That's why it says, in the third verse, but when you do alms, or, well, let's go to the second verse real quick. The word says, therefore, when you do thy arms, do not sound like a trumpet before thee as the hypocrite. A hypocrite is an actor. He said, I'm doing all this and smiling in your face, but he just want to be congratulated, or she wants to be congratulated for the things they done. So what they'll do, they'll remind you that I did this for you. I did that for you and stuff. But I'm not taking any credit. God gets all the credit. God gets all the good. No, you're telling people. And God keeps telling you, 
Do it in secret. That's part of the kingdom, is to do it in secret. Then it says, but when you, uh, the third verse, it says, but when you do good deeds, let not your left hand know what the right hand is, does. In other words, it's not talking to your hand, but the word hand is a word that God used to hide thoughts. That's what it means, thoughts. So in other words, don't let nobody else know what you're doing. Keep it to yourself because what you do is you keep it to yourself and watch what God is doing to that person. God's going to do something for you too. So in other words, the fourth thing is that arms may be in secret, and your father which is in, which seeth in secret, how many more times I got to say that, himself shall reward you openly. In other words, what we're trying to do is to get a person how to think the way God does. Now, I don't know anybody that can say they've seen God all the time, not even Moses. That's why he had to pray a lot. So in other words, if God is invisible, and he does things to us from the invisible, and he wants us to be just like him. That's why if you read up earlier in the uh, fifth chapter, it says, be perfect as I am perfect, and be holy as I am holy, because he wants us to be just like him. But he wants us to do it by choice and not by rules of telling you, you got to do this, you got to do that. He wants us to be a part of this life that he calls uh, life and life more abundantly. We're supposed to surrender ourselves, our beings, our thinking, to think like our heavenly Father. All right, go ahead and read. And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogue and in the corners of the streets that they may be seen of men. Verily, I say unto you, they have their reward. In other words, he's talking about the gathering place when it says synagogue. That's another word for gathering place. We call it church nowadays. Sometimes we get at people's houses. But we're doing it, oh, boy, they have a wonderful time in there because look what they're doing for the community. Listen, we're supposed to do it in secret. The Gentiles do it out in the open. So they can, oh, yeah, uh, President Johnson just gave $10 million to the homeless. Oh, uh, John Smith just gave $20, uh, $20 million to the homeless. We're not supposed to know who's giving what. So that way it goes to the heavenly Father gets the glory and not them. And their reward will be when we leave this earth, unless God supernaturally said to reward us secretly while we're still here. All right, go ahead. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast entered, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy Father, which is in secret. And thy father, which is in secret, shall reward thee openly. Now, how many times do you need the word secret to understand that you're not supposed to brag about what you did? You're not supposed to keep an account of what you did. You're just supposed to do these things. And hopefully nobody discovers you did it, but God will do it. He'll know, and he will reward you openly. Keep going. But when you pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. But be not ye therefore like unto them, 
for your father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask him. In other words, people, I, I hear people praying the same word over and over and over and over again. Like God can't hear. God hears. Just put your petition out there first and leave it alone. Because you can't, you wouldn't be praying if you could do something about it. You know, a lot of times we put our children and say, Lord, I want you to, to watch over my children, and Father, I, I want them to be saved. And then, wasn't even a day later, you're saying the same prayer again. Then you're two days later that you're saying the same. Do you not believe that God knows what you are needing? Do you not know that if you say it once, he knows what you need? Trust God. Trust the word that it will be done according to God's will and not your will. I've seen people that nobody thought would ever get saved. The parents prayed for them. They died. And after they died, all of a sudden those those people got saved. Was it because the people were alive? No. They've already put their petition or their prayer out there. And God, who is in secret, he heard the prayer, writes it on his book, and when it's time, he has a time for everything. When it's time, he will reveal himself, and that's when that person gets saved. All right, keep going. After this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forget our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now, how many times do you see Jesus asking the same thing over and over again? You don't. He goes... He goes to what we call the glory zone. He gives God, he said, listen, I need information. That's why the 11th verse says, give us this day our daily bread, our daily instruction. And then after he said that, first thing he says, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. In other words, you want something from God, you do something good for somebody else. And if they have did something to harm you, if they say, forgive me, forgive them. You hear me? And if they don't say to forgive them, forgive them in your mind. You ain't got to go up in their face, I did this for you, I did that for you, and look what you No. Just get it off of your back and say, Lord, I forgive them. Now, if they come back and say, I forgive Forgive me, then you you know you have won a friend, you have won a family member, you won somebody. But if they never come back, you still have already fulfilled what you're supposed to do. All right, keep going. Verse fourteen: For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive you your trespasses. Now here's the thing. There's certain things that God will not forgive. One is blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. He said you can blaspheme the Father, you can blaspheme the Son, but if you blaspheme the Holy Ghost, there's no forgiveness in this world or the world to come. And the Holy Ghost 
operates the Holy Spirit. That's why we are born again of the Spirit. And the Spirit means that he gives us a knowledge that is not carnal, but mighty through God, through the pulling down of strongholds. You have strongholds in your life. Well, what's, what is a stronghold? Let's say uh, you're always going to a fortune teller. Because you believe, oh, the fortune teller is going to tell me what I need to do for the future and stuff. And you're believing in that fortune teller. You should believe in the word of God. He said, today is sufficient for itself. It's evil for today. I ain't got to worry about tomorrow. I don't know if I'm going to be here tomorrow. But I know I'm here right now. And that's why it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. In other words, it's the time is now, all right? As I said, I'm trying to get y'all the keys to the kingdom so that you'll understand how to operate. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is understanding. Knowledge is wisdom. And it's the Hebrew alphabet for that on the fourth letter is called Dalit. And Dalit means the door. And Jesus referred to himself as the door. So in other words, I'm trying to get you to understand it. It's all about the way you think. Correct your thinking, and you'll correct the way things happen in your life. Correct your thinking, and you don't see things the same way as everybody else do. You'll see it from the supernatural. And then all of a sudden, the word of God will make a lot more sense than don't let your left hand know what the right hand is doing. In other words, it's metaphors, but it's all about for those that are spiritual to understand. Well, if I don't understand, don't worry. The disciples did not understand everything that Jesus said. And because of that, he would explain it to them. And that's what the Holy Spirit will do if you give him a chance. A lot of times we give the Holy Spirit nothing to chance. We're going to tell the Holy Spirit what he's supposed to tell us. It's time for us to shut our mouths and open our ears. All right, keep going. Moreover, when you fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad continent, for they disfigure their faces, that they may appear as a man to fast. Verily, I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou fast, fastest, anoint thine head and wash thy face, that thou may appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy father which is in secret, and thy father which is in secret shall reward thee openly. Now you notice he's going back secret, secret, secret. The Bible says that there are mysteries in the kingdom. Well, the mysteries is the rules of the kingdom, the rules of how the kingdom operates. I hear people all the time about, I'm doing kingdom work, I'm doing kingdom work. How are you going to do kingdom work if you don't understand what it means? You can say all you want and say, well, I'm trying to buy this. I'm trying to do that for the church. Well, wait a minute. If you're doing it, why don't you do it in secret? Because you want people to know what you're doing. And I tell people all the time, you know, uh, we have people that give offerings and stuff to the church. And sometimes people ask me, well, what do you do with the money and stuff? I, I'm going to just tell you the truth. I give to other people. I help churches. I help people. Why? Because if I do that in secret, 
and I'm and using the finance that you're giving me plus paying the bills and stuff, that means you're getting the blessing. That's why I tell anybody, I says only only church you'll ever hear say that. If you give your tithes and offerings and God don't bless you, you hear me clearly, and God don't bless you, tell me how much you gave and I'll give you all your money back. That's what I that's how much I trust God. I've had to do it twice in 40-some years. Twice I had to give the money back to the people. And the money I gave back to them, they ended up giving me all that money back plus interest. And that means I was able to help some other people because there's people out here that need clothing. There's people out here that need food. There's people out here that don't want everybody to know what they're going through. So I do it in secret. And when the people give at our church, I don't ask them to put down their names and stuff because I don't want to know who's giving. I don't need to know how much they're giving. They're giving to the Lord so that the Lord will bless them, and they trust in me that I'm operating in the word of God. All right, let's keep going. Verse 19, lay not up for yourselves treasures upon the earth where moth and rust do corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust do corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. Now, let me tell you about that real quick. I know a church that uh, some people came in with a gun and robbed the church. But if you're giving it away and giving it away in secret and helping somebody, they can't steal because it's going for God, not for you. All right, keep going. Verse 21. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. Now let's look at that real quick. Where your treasure is, is where your heart will be also. I'll remember every word, every word, every word is important. So in other words, if your uh, heart is not in something, it'll not be doing what it is. And now let me give you what, what I mean by heart. Sometimes when you get gang fights, I used to be in gang fights, and a person would walk up, you ain't got no heart. That means you're scared. That means you ain't going to put up the best fight you can. But if your heart's in it, oh, man, that man's heart's in this, and he's going to be hard to beat. See, it's a feeling that you can feel inside in the middle of your chest and know if a person's heart's in it and, not, and other people can see it. But it also talks about, because with Hebrew, it can be more than one meaning at the same time, and there are more uh, what we call levels of learning. And in this thing, what he's talking about, the uh, where your treasure is, is your heart also. Then it says the light of the body is in the eye. Have you looked in anybody's eyes and seen light coming out of it? I keep telling you, it's metaphors. But if you'll understand what the word light means, Understanding, Jesus referred to himself as the light or the understanding of the body is the eye. What is the eye? I see things. I comprehend things. The mind, when your eyes are searching, you can do trillions of things at the same time and don't even realize it. But the thing is, what are you going to try to focus on? If I was you, I'm telling you, what, what I know I don't want to get too far out. When you focus on something, focus on things that are good, kind, of a good report, 
Go to uh, Philippians 4 and 8. That's what the Bible tells you. Who wrote the Bible? Jesus did. He is the word of God. And then he told you, he said, you want to love people? Then you go to 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter, and read what is the attributes of love is. Love doesn't count uh, things when somebody do somebody wrong and stuff. They don't, they don't get puffed up. It keeps pride out of the way. It humbles itself. That's why most women have never been loved because the man is saying, well, I done paid bills. That's love. I done did this for you. That's love. I done paid money for the kids. That's love. But they need to go read First Corinthians and the 13th chapter. What does God say about true love? All right, yes, Lord. Let me keep going then. Go ahead. But if thy eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? No man can serve two masters, for either he shall hate one and love the other, or else he will hold on to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. Now, most time people talk about mammon being materialistic things. Yes, they can be part of it, but it's actually teaching you how to think. When you, as I told you, the Bible is made of metaphors. And when it says darkness, it means confused. When it says light, it means understanding. The Bible tells you in First Corinthians, I mean, First uh, Psalms, where it says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, or sit in the seat of the scarborough. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. He'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth his fruit in his season, and his leaves also shall not wither, and whatsoever he do shall prosper. What is that talking about? It's all about how you think, and your thinking affects your family. Those are the leaves. And that's when it said meditate on this day and night. It means when you understand and when you don't understand. The Bible will always interpret itself. The Bible will give you the blueprint of how to think. That's why it said lean not to your own understanding, but acknowledge him in all that way, and he shall direct your path. How? By the word. By the word. By the word. You cannot get anything without the word. You start reading the written word. And all of a sudden, uh, the Spirit of God will start activating your memory. And all of a sudden, you start putting them together when you realize it's not literal, but spiritual. That's why spiritual things have to be done with spiritual understanding. And all of a sudden, he will start giving you light or understanding of how this world operates and how you're supposed to not walk in darkness, but walk in the understanding. That's why Jesus said, I am the understanding, I am the light. And you can't serve no two masters. In other words, you're going to either love to be good or love to be evil. That's the way you get to be comfortable. You're going to love one or the other. Other than that, you're uncomfortable, and that's what he said, I will spew you out of my mouth. That's why I'm trying to tell you all, learn what it really says, and God will give you understanding. There, go ahead. Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat, or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body, what ye shall put on. It is not the life more than meat, and the body more than raiment. 
Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? He's trying to teach us how to think. Now, the animals, they deal by uh, what they call instinct. And that's how they do things, by instinct. But God gave us choices. And he's touching us how to think the way he does. That's why he said we're made in his image and his likeness. And I could really, really break it down in the Hebrew alphabet, talking about the head, how the head holds up or how the head bows down, how that, what he says, seek my face, means wisdom, understanding, and knowledge of seeking my face, of knowledge of what? Of what the word is saying and that he has put things in us. We can change our realities if we would just understand that when, like now I'm teaching you, I hear from the Spirit of God, and what he tells me to speak, that's what I speak. I don't have to understand it. You, any of you, and I think about this real quick, any of you know how do you, you are alive, okay? There's air around us. A dead man has air around him. We have heart. A dead person has a heart. We have liver and all this other stuff, but they're dead. Do you try to figure out why? No, you don't have to. The law says if the spirit of God is in there, the spirit is what gives you life and life more abundantly. But once the spirit is gone, and it does leave, because it says in the book of Job, it goes back to God, then you're dead. Now, where did your soul go? That's a difference. Now, either your soul is in what we call sleep state, or your soul is in hell, or your soul is in heaven. But it's according to what God wants to do, not what you want to do. All right, I'm, I'm hoping y'all get the understanding of this. It's all about doing what the word says. All right, keep going. Verse 27. Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you, that even Solomon in his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, you, O ye of little faith? Now that word faith, I want you all to change it to trust. Faith has things. Trust lets you know. We got to trust that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him who wants to change the way they think. That's why the people of this world, uh, the children of darkness, oh, man, they understand these rules and they operate it. Just like if I say I throw something up over my head like a ball and I don't do anything to that ball, that ball's coming down. Not if I say if it can or cannot, it's because the rule, and the rule is gravity. We don't have to understand how gravity works. We just know it works. Same thing. When the spirit is in a person and that spirit is born again, 
It gives you revelation knowledge if you keep your mouth shut and your ears open. All right, keep going. 31. Therefore, take no thought, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For Stop right there. That 32nd verse is, after all these things do the Gentiles seek. That means they have no covenant with the God that we have a covenant with. They have their own gods and stuff. But there's actually only one God, and that's the most high God. The rest of them are one of these. Or they've been assignment to see if the people that's really in the faith or really trust God. See, we say we trust God, but do we? Are we always trying to find a loophole? of how I can do something and get away with it? Or are you sitting there to say, Lord, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to say? How do you want me to live? How should I treat my fellow man? How should I treat my fellow woman? Should I hold grudges against somebody? Should I find a a reason why I can judge them and stuff? No. Do like God does us. He doesn't try to find a reason to judge us. He tries to find a way to have mercy for us. And Jesus has said that over and again, where he says, I desire mercy and not sacrifice. In other words, he's trying to say, I'm trying to help you. And that's what the word is about. So it says, after these things, do the Gentiles, those that don't have an understanding of the word, they have no covenant with God, they have no relationship with our God. Then all these other things they worry about. I'm going to get some clothes. I'm going to get some food. I'm going to get this. I'm going to get that. I don't have no faith for somebody else. Oh, I believe my God can hear me, but he ain't answering. <laughs> Listen, our God always hears. Now, he, he doesn't answer at the same time you think he should answer, but he always answers too. Keep going. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Now, let's look at that when it says, but seek you first the kingdom of God. What is the kingdom of God? Let me tell you. First of all, the kingdom is where the king is, and the king makes rule. And then it says, of God. If you notice, it's capital G with a small O-D. Well, that means it can mean, it can mean. It means the word. So first seek the rules of the word and his righteousness. The word righteousness is another word I'm trying to give y'all help. You can say, oh, I don't believe that. I don't understand it that way. That ain't the way they taught you in the Bible school. That's up to you. That's between you and God then. And I'm telling you how it operates. And it says, and his righteousness. The word righteousness means to do what is right. Before you had the spirit in you, you could not do what was right. You're going to do whatever your flesh told you. And there was three enemies out there, and there's three enemies still out there, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. Then that same three enemies enter into another group, which said he came to steal, kill, and destroy. They run together, and they work very well. A lot of times we get ourselves in trouble by going to psychics, Palm readers, crystal readers, tea readers. I'm naming a lot of stuff here. But they all operate under those same three spirits. 
That's why we talk about Lucifer, Satan, and the devil. I was doing a deliverance the other day, and the the spirit spoke to me. He said, listen, I'm still here. Now, you don't cast out all those demons, but I'm still here. That's oh, so you're a devil. Then he got quiet because he knew he was next. That's why I'm saying we got to learn there is a spiritual warfare going on, and that spiritual warfare says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. People are not the problem. It's what they be listening to. I have to get on that thing called uh, uh, YouTube Shorts. And I'm telling you, I only want to look at it just to see one thing about one person. Next thing I knew, I was looking at a second, then a third, then a fourth. And I heard that TikTok's the same thing. You start on one thing, and next thing you know, you're TikToking all the way. But the thing is, you need to break off that stuff so it don't hypnotize you. That's what it's doing. Hypnotizing you to keep looking on more and more and more and more stuff. You should spend your time, I'm telling you, spend your time searching what is the scripture saying for me, not for the rest of the world. What is it saying for me? And if I don't get it to understand, I just keep on reading. Because when the Holy Spirit gets ready, he will give you understanding. He will call back your remembrance, those things that Jesus has said. So as I said, the first thing you want to do is seek ye first the kingdom of God, which means the rules of God, and his righteousness means to do what's right. And all these things shall be added unto you. Everything that the Gentiles seek, we'll get this. God will take care of your food. God will take care of your family. God will take care of you. But you got to, first of all, trust him. Go ahead. Take, therefore, no thought for the morrow. For the morrow shall take thought for things of itself. The vision unto the day is the evil thereof. All right. You know, we just looked at some of the jewels here, and, it, and it's the knowledge. It's all about knowledge. Knowledge is power. I keep telling you, he said that people perish for lack of knowledge. You know, when it says that, uh, uh, blessed art thou, king of the universe, who bringeth forth fruit from the earth. It's, it's, it's a prayer that the Jews have been saying for over 3,000 years. But it's not really talking about the fruit. It's talking about us. We are the fruit. We are hooked to the vine if we're hooked to Jesus, which is the word of God, which produces in us things that God wants to come, a sweet-smelling saving from us that we're doing what is right. Because if you're doing what's wrong, you smell rotten. And who wants to eat rotten fruit? Nobody does. That's why I tell people, stay away from people that's negative. Because all they want to do is drain you. They don't know they're doing it. But, yes, they are negative people. Stay around positive people. Say, yes, this is things I can put in my life and help change somebody else's life. In other words, we're here to help one another. Oh, see, and I, I said, I'm hoping I'm getting it, getting it clear through y'all that we, you know, stop judging people. Stop trying to find fault with people. Stop finding fault with your family and stuff. We got enough out there against us already. We don't need to add some more. People don't realize it's because of what we say, what we do, what we act. We bring in demons. No, they're not 
but only the following with this four types of demons. One set of demons is made by this one named Jezebel. She has a thousand demons a day. We do things that cause demons to come to life. And they come to life hating us because they can't be on this atmosphere. They can uh, affect our atmosphere, but they can't live on here. That's why they walk around in dry places looking for rest, can't find none, and they finally find somebody who accepts them, and they go into them. And that's when people are coming against you and stuff like that. It's probably some some spirit you don't create and don't recognize. It's coming back at you. Well, how do I get them to stop? Stop staying around people that's negative. Start praying, Lord, let this day be what you made so I can rejoice and be happy in it. Then I don't tell God what to do. I ask him what I need to do. In other words, he is not a genie. He is not a butler. I keep trying to tell y'all, if you'll just listen to what the word says and be a hearer of the word. Now, there's going to be many in that last day that are going to say, Lord, Lord. In fact, we're at the seventh chapter and the 13th verse. We're going to read that first. Uh, Matthew, the seventh chapter, is right there next to you, and the 13th verse. Go ahead, Rhonda. Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth into life, and few there be that find it. Now you notice that last word part, it says, and few there be that find it. It's something you got to look for. And I'm telling you how to look for it. By learning to do what is right, doing right to each person, even if they're doing wrong to you, learn to tell the truth and stop talking about, well, it's just a little lie. All liars will have their part in the lake of fire that burns forever. All liars. Well, God knows my heart. Yeah, you're walking on the fence and well, someday I feel good, and some days I don't feel good, and I'm going to be mean to somebody because hurt people hurt people. you got to change that. I've seen people carry what we call a chip on their shoulder and don't realize it affects everything around them. They're bringing in demons, and when things come up bad against them, they don't understand why. Lord, you, I put on the whole armor and everything. Just because you put on the whole armor doesn't mean you really got on the whole armor. Just like when you start talking about, well, he who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. But then the Bible is telling you, as, as we read some more, there's a way of entering in, but there's a way of missing it. It's as broad as the road that leads to destruction. And many, there will be a whole lot going to go in there. But straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leads unto life. And few there be that find it. All right, keep going. Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are raging wolves. Ye shall know them by their fruit. Do men rather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit. 
but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth forth bringeth not forth good fruit is hewing down and cast into the fire. Whereof by their fruit ye shall know them. Now, just real quick, it says a good tree and a bad tree. A good tree brings forth fruit. A bad tree is going to be cut down and hewn into the fire. What fire? Hell's fire. I'm trying to tell you, we're referred to as trees. That's why when the man got his eyesight back, he asked, Jesus asked him, what do you see? He said, I see men as trees walking. That was, he was in the spirit. He saw people, mankind, as trees. And if we don't bring forth, that's why Jesus referred to us, of bringing forth fruit. If we don't bring forth fruit, what good is what good are we? If we don't try to bring uh, good deeds to the kingdom, we're bringing bad deeds. God knows my heart. Yes, I know your heart is evil because you rebelled from the beginning, which is in Genesis when Adam and Eve was together and they bit of the forbidden fruit. We all was in there. We were cells in that body. We were cells in that soul. So we can't blame Adam and Eve because we were right there with them. We all agreed. We just don't remember. There's things that we, well, when we get ready before the Lord, it will be brought back to our remembrance of things that we've been through and that how God was so merciful to us, but yet still we were evil. And now we're changing. Keep going. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the, into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. So there's going to be people in that last day. Well, if I say the name of the Lord, I'm just going to be saved. But that Now, this is written in red. Jesus said, not everyone who says unto me, because he's the judge. Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he who doeth the will of my Father. What is the will of my Father? And it says to listen to Jesus. Who is Jesus? The Word. Find the rules of the Word and do them. Stop trying to find shortcuts and stuff. Do what is right. Keep going. Many will say unto me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils? And in thy name done many wonderful works? And then I will... I will I'm trying to tell you, this is a world set up for uh, the classroom. 
and you got to pass through the classes. And it's all, it ain't every day going to be perfect. Ain't every day going to be mean. Some days you'll get up and you think, oh, man, this is lousy. Yesterday was lousy. Tomorrow's going to be lousy, and you're just speaking lousy into your life. Then there's days you're going to get up, and, man, I don't know why everything's going so perfect. Man, it was perfect yesterday and today, too. That's because life goes up and down. Don't try to figure it out. Your job is just to obey. And whether you obey the rules of the kingdom, what is the rules of the kingdom? To love the word of God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love that neighbor as thyself, and do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. Now, it can't get no simpler than that, but keep on going. And when it came to pass, when Jesus had ended these things, the people were astonished at his doctrine. For he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. A scribe is somebody who walks around like we do nowadays, having a Bible with us and not understanding what the Bible is really saying. All right, uh, Dorothy, would you like to go ahead and open up the mic now and tell them how to do it? All right. For you, those of you who have a question or want to share some of the insights you're getting from this reading and teaching, you can press one, and a little hand will go up, and I'll open your mic. Ah. Okay. And code 864982. Hi, Pastor James. Hello. How you doing? I'm blessed and highly favored, and you are too. Um, you said that part where you said that there's three, you said one is a soul and it sleepeth, and then you said there's either hell, heaven or hell. So what does that person, what are you trying to refer to the person sleeping? In other words, the Bible talks about that, remember how Jesus said he had to go wake the young girl and that Lazarus was asleep and he went and woke him up. And they said, well, you may be sleeping, he's doing well. Then he just used another word, they dead. That means his soul was still there. And though the Jews believe that the soul stays around the body for three days, that's why Jesus waited an extra day to show them he had power as the Son of God, as the Son of Man, to bring that soul back from sleeping back into the body. And that's why he waited four days, and that's when Elias, I mean Lazarus came back from the dead. And back in those days, it also stated that before Jesus came, there was a place called Purgatory. Mm-hmm. And he talks about it in Luke, the 18th chapter, where uh, the rich man and the poor man, Lazarus and the poor man, I mean the rich man. And he said mm-hmm. it was two places. And then when mm-hmm. Jesus died, he went into purgatory. That's why it says he went into the heart of the earth. And he took mm-hmm. captivity captives. That was those people there. Preached them mm-hmm. the, the, the good news that he was the resurrection. When it was time for him, because he had to wait. He had to wait for the time. That when the time was up, he came out and emptied purgatory. So there is no longer purgatory for the saints. And then... The Bible says, and hell has enlarged itself. 
In other words, mm-hmm. that's where all these other demons that we done created and stuff, it's where they're being put at now. That's why when we cast them out, we don't let them walk around. We send them to the pit. Did I answer your question? You answered my question. So why do we refer to the person still sleeping, but yet, you know, we go to heaven or you do go to hell? I understand I understand what you're saying about that, but I'm just saying, um, Remember, I told you we've been taught wrong, so that's why I'm giving you all the answers now. That's why I say, look it up, look it up for yourself. You'll see. That's why I said, don't even believe me. Search it out for yourself. I told you the answer, so search for the answers. Okay, thank you. Okay. Anybody else out there? Yep, give me a second here. Okay. 816-510. No. Hello. Oh, eight. Oh, they put their hand down. Okay. Okay. You can put your hand back up. All right, never mind. Anybody else out there wants to push one like she told you and that lets us know that you want to make a comment or have a question? All right, then. That's that's good. That's why I do the teaching now instead of trying to answer questions while I'm teaching. So that way, if anybody out there, they get a chance to think about what they want to ask and stuff. And like I tell people, ask about the things that's being taught. And then don't search, don't believe me. Search it for yourself. Be like the Bereans. They search the scriptures daily to see if what Paul was teaching was correct or not. All right. Do you have any comments, uh, Dorothy? No. What about you, Ron? Do you have any comments? Okay. Well, as I say, I hope this was a good teaching so people will understand. Just because you call on the name of the Lord doesn't mean that you're saved. It's those that do the will of my Father to do what is right. Not trying to find loopholes and stuff, but to do what is right. Find out what is the right road instead of the broad road. Learn that God said if we love, love, love like God loves, then people will change around us. Not maybe right there in our sight right then, but later on they'll get the message because they see how you operate. In fact, the Bible compares uh, love as a marriage. And it says that a woman can uh, win her husband or a husband can win his wife by the way they act toward them. If they raise their voice, if one mate raised their voice at them, then the other person is not supposed to raise their voice. They're supposed to use soft words to turn away wrath. Everything we need is in the book. It's really in the book. And one of the things that I haven't taught 
but I'm going to start teaching a little bit more about the Hebrew alphabet. It is so fascinating. We I do have another hand they... up. Okay. Uh, 816 309. Hi, Pastor James. Yeah, okay. Hi. Hello. Hi, Pastor James. I have a question. Okay. You have you have mentioned mentioned that there's a difference between the kingdom of God uh and the kingdom of heaven. Uh-huh. What are the differences? Okay. The kingdom of heaven is here. We have different layers and that's called the first layer is the earthly layer the second is where the demons are being cast at the third layer is uh what we call paradise and that's what we call the uh heaven that's why when the bible talks about the heavens of heaven but when it talks about the kingdom of god it talks about the king and how he rules and the rules from there is uh, according to some scriptures, it's in the seventh heaven, which you don't read about in our Bible. That's where the, the Father lives, in the seventh heaven. That's why you'll hear somebody, uh, they talk about the seventh heaven, which means complete. But actually, if you check the Hebrew and go into a deeper thing, you'll find that there's ten heavens. And in the tenth heaven is where God is. So the first three levels we refer to is heaven. The second that we refer to is where God rules, the Father is the kingdom of God. And the third rule is the rule above all. Did I answer your question? Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Is anybody else out there that has a question? We got another two minutes. As I say, uh, I'm so glad that we're on this broadcast now. And I was saying I'll be glad when my friend uh, Jameer will come on back. Where are you, Jameer? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well, as I say, I've been teaching y'all things that, that are what God has revealed to me, and I'm revealing it to y'all so to change our thoughts, to change our personalities that we'll start to show love instead of hate, show kindness instead of uh, of uh, things of that want to be negative. When somebody wants to drop garbage on you, I, what I normally do to be nice, I just turn them off. I, just, I don't listen. I got a friend of mine. He said he cut them off. In other words, you keep going, dropping garbage on him, he cuts you out of his, his life. He don't even want to talk to you. But I don't do that because who knows? It might be just like that. the Bible says. Who knows if the, your your wife, you know, treating your husband really nice, even though he treats you really bad, may win him or just the opposite, may win that other person. So that's why I hang in there because somebody had to hang in there for me. <laughs> and that was my mother and my father and my grandmother. I grew up in a very... Christian uh, family that were uh, not uh, what you call religious people, but showing it through their life. 
My grandmother showed me she loved me. She wanted me to comb her hair. <laughs> and I I remember many a days combing her hair and seeing the sparks come out of it and static electricity and everything. And she'd have this picture over on the side where this little boy, little girl walking along and their guardian angels with them. My father, I watched how he treated people. And like some kids would come up to the ice cream truck and they didn't have no money. And my father would pay for their ice cream, not knowing at that time, I didn't know we were poor. <laughs> so he was paying a lot of money out there to help people. And my mother, she was a nurse, and she showed me uh tenacity of not giving up. She started off as a candy striper, and before my mother died and retired, she was a, a RN nurse. My brothers, I look at both of my brothers because we all came out of the same family, and both of my brothers are both successful right now. And I'm successful because of Jesus. Because other than that, I'd be a failure according to other people's thoughts. But since I learned the word of God and I operate by that, I'm rich. I'm very rich, overabundantly rich. All right, Dorothy, got anything else to say or anything else to do? No, I just want to say I appreciate the people that participated with their questions tonight. It does Amen. make the program more interesting and more, um, oh, what's the word? More better feeling, more yeah. encouraging, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I know that everybody sitting here listening is getting insight from the Father, and I just love to hear what Father is telling other people. I just get so enriched by that. But Amen, yeah. All right, well, let's get ready for dismissal. I'll go ahead and pray for the night. Gracious and wonderful Father, who supplies all of our needs, according to his riches and glory, by Christ Jesus. We thank you, Father, that you've given us time, that you can show your manifestation through your word, that our lives can change according to the word. If we obey the word, that we're obedient to the word, that the word will change our our thoughts, our reality. As you told us in your word, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And as we're being renewed, Father, by your word, each day we understand the new blessing that's coming to us. We understand that our people are saved because we've already asked for it. And God is not a liar. He's not a man that he would lie, but he will not let his word come back void. If we pray something, even if we can't see it, we understand that God is, and that's all it takes, that God is, and is he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him, and his word will not come back void. I thank you, Lord. Father, I ask you to bless all the people out there that was listening. Let them understand we're getting ready to go into a new reality soon. We already started as of 25 of September, and that. The, the wicked, they will not know what's going to happen because the wicked will get wickeder, so that means they get blinders. And those that know our God or understand the rules will do great exploits. We're getting ready to be blessed as we walk in faith and not by sight. Father, we come to give you the praise, the glory, and the honor in Jesus Christ's mighty name. And we all say, Amen. Amen.
Well, thank you for the lovely teaching, Pastor James. Well, thank and you for you having me on. You have a blessed night. And Father, bless and everyone. You all have a blessed evening. Amen. And we'll see you next week. Yes. All right. God bless. God's will. <laughs>